0: Hey Kfabers, surprise! It's Bryce here from the Making KFA Podcast with a little treat for you all as we prepare for Season 6. In just a moment we're going to play a full length episode of one of our Patreon rebookings, but first, all we ask is that you quickly listen to this, I'll do my best to keep it short, so... As you guys know, we don't run ads on Making Kayfabe, we don't have sponsors, there's no Bluetooth here, there's no Squarespace and we've never tried to get you a new mortgage in the name of Conrad Thompson, you know. We've released over 60 episodes of Making Kayfabe to the public and the only thing approaching an advertisement is for our Patreon page. We love bringing Making Kayfabe to you guys, it genuinely is a joy for Dylan and I to bring these episodes to you, but good god, it takes a lot of time and money to do so. Every Making Kayfabe episode takes hours upon hours to complete, from the concept, to the writing, to the recording, to the mixing, to the hyping up on social media and then the eventual release, and of course, on top of that, it ain't exactly cheap to keep Making Kayfabe on the airwaves, so... Our Patreons over at patreon.com forward slash making KFAB legitimately help keep making KFAB alive, so so here's a brief overview of what you could get if you want to support the show, even if it's only for a month. So if you sign up for the Making Kfabe Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash making KFAB, trust me, you get a lot back for supporting us, and I'll touch on that briefly. So Over there, we have three tiers on there at the moment. We have a a £2 tier, a £5 tier and a £10 tier. Uh, For those in America, that's roughly $2.50, $6.50 or $13. On the £2 tier or the $2.50 tier, which we call the Keeping the Lights On tier, you'll get early access to every episode we release to the public so that you get to hear it before everyone else. You also get priority for submitting Kfabe Timbolas as well as that nice warm feeling in your heart that you're supporting your boys, Bryce and Dylan. On the £5 or $6.50 tier, which we call the KFave Community tier, you get fucking tons, literally hours of exclusive making Kfabe content split between our exclusive fantasy bookings and our spin-off show Kfabe Conundrum, where Dylan and I set each other ridiculous booking challenges which we have to try and pull off. As I record this, there are 14 Making Kayfabe episodes which you haven't heard yet on huge names like Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Tajiri, Danhausen, and even the BWO featuring our boy Stevie Richards. There are also 12 highly rated, hilarious episodes of Kayfabe Conundrum which cannot be missed. That's basically 30 plus hours worth of Making Kayfabe for 5 quid, with more being added every month. And on our £10 or $13 tier, which we call the Sexy Awesome tier after our Make Awesome episode, you get a brand new free sticker of the Death Gooker, our awesome gobbledygooker Gooker artwork designed by our friend Tyler for Season 5. You also get access to a brand new show, Talking Kayfabe, where Dylan and I debate the multitude of wrestling topics which we've never quite agreed on. But hey, here's the deal sealer right here. If you sign up to our Patreon this month, there's a chance you could win some very cool shit. That's because if you sign up to our Patreon in the month of April 2022, you will be entered into a draw where one lucky listener will win the brand new Making Kayfabe t-shirt featuring the death Cooker. If you sign up to the Keeping the Lights On tier, you'll get one entry into the draw, KFab community, two entries, sexy awesome, three entries. Winners will be announced at the start of May, so if you want a free Making Kfabe t-shirt as well as tons of Patreon perks, make sure you sign up now at patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe, that's patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. And hey, that's basically it folks, podcasting ain't cheap and Patreon is the only means that we have to keep making kayfabe on the air so to speak and... And yeah, we hate to ask, but I mean, any help you can give us is hugely appreciated, Kfabers. So one more time, that's patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe. Thank you. Anyway, here's a little sample of what you can expect when you subscribe to our Patreon. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this exclusive Patreon episode where we reimagine Mr. McMahon winning the ECW Championship back in 2007. You don't want to miss this one. Cheers!
1: Hey, guess what? It's time for making kayfabe with your hosts, Bryce and Dylan.
0: Hello and welcome to a Patreon exclusive episode of Making Kayfabe. You're listening to this, which means that you are one of our awesome, epic, lovely, handsome, gorgeous Patreons who support what we do. And this and every bonus episode we upload here is to thank you for allowing us to do what we do. It's your boys Bryson Dylan here to take you through another rebooking for a wrestling storyline, which could have maybe played out a little differently. Maybe it could have been done a little bit better, but Dylan's here. Hey, Dylan. How are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm very good. Thank you. Hello, all the Patreon people. Hi. There you just go. You got. Hi.
0: You. 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 You guys know Dylan.
1: I've been here before. <laughs> you, 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 I've been on know, the show.
0: You may know Dylan from such episodes as Sean O'Hare.
1: That's it. That's Mike it. Mike Bennett. It. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Stone, Stone Cold, Paul Austin, Yeah.
1: Yes, and <laughs> whatever the other one with the bro.
0: Oh, the bro, bro. What I call
1: him? Christmas Crangle. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Matt Riddle. If you haven't heard that episode already.
0: Oh, I is it too. But we're not here to talk about Christmas Crangle today. We're here to talk about Vince McMahon as ECW champion. I've got a question for you, Dylan. Yes. Where does Vince McMahon rank on your on your list of ECW champions? Third. Third? Yeah. Yeah? Who's your favorite?
1: Raven. Who's Raven. Raven. Raven Shane Douglas, Vince McMahon. <laughs> Raven is my favorite ECW original.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I know that. You love Raven.
1: Yeah, Raven was great, man. He was so good. I'm very surprised you've not done a Raven rebooking yet. He, well, you know, I've been thinking about it because like his ECW stuff was really good, but his WCW yeah. stuff is questionable, and his WWF stuff non-existent, basically. So... But he had a
0: he had a really interesting gimmick going at one point, which was like the the seven deadly sins kind of thing. But
1: yeah, um, well, they but... scrapped it because they realized that. The, the guys who were working heat realized that nobody else in the company gave a shit about heat so they could do what they want. Yeah. And they did that for months until one day Stephanie McMahon like walked into them. Stevie Richards, our boy Stevie Richards. Hey, and, boom, and boom, I think like Victorian stuff, like they were filming this weird goofy stuff backstage and Stephanie McMahon came in and was like, what the fuck is going on in here? <laughs> and they're like, oh, nothing. <laughs> so I think after that, something that heat got a little bit more regulated, which is a shame. Because up to that point, they were doing what they wanted to do, and it was really good. <laughs> yeah, jeez, oh, I mean that
0: that, that would be awesome at a Raven rebooking in the future. But we're not here to talk about Raven today. We're not here to talk about Christmas Crangle. We're not here to talk yes. about Victoria. We're always here to talk about Stephen Richards. But yes. I've I've got a little game for you to kick this episode off. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some like better or worseies. So you know, okay. was Vince McMahon better or worse than this person as ECW champion? Okay. So like here we it. go. I've got five for you. So right. here we go. So was Vince McMahon better or worse than Johnny Hotbody?
1: <laughs> well, I don't remember a whole lot about Johnny Hotbody. So I, I mean, given what I remember about both men, I remember more about Vince McMahon. So I suppose I'm going to have to give the nod to Vince McMahon there.
0: Better. So there you go. So currently Vince McMahon is ranked first as ECW champion. So yes. was Vince McMahon better or worse and Steve Carino?
1: Oh, no. Steve Carino's run in ECW was amazing. Mm, mm. He was really good. Mm. i going to have to stick with Steve Carino, I think.
0: Okay. Steve Carino's better than Vince McMahon. Was Vince McMahon better or worse than Ezekiel Jackson?
1: Uh, Vince McMahon was better than Ezekiel Jackson because Ezekiel Jackson didn't do a whole lot as ECW champion.
0: He was the final ECW champion of all time.
1: Which means he did nothing with it. Yeah, he won it, and then ECW died. That's how good he was. At least Vince McMahon was entertaining.
0: Was Vince McMahon better or worse than Mike Awesome?
1: Oh. Now, that's... Well, now, Mike Awesome was more of an attraction, more of a spectacle. But I dare say Vince McMahon was a better talker.
0: Yeah, and a better wrestler, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. But (laughs) how often did... He hit Masato Tanaka over the head with a chair.
0: I was just going to say, uh, I, I can only imagine a Vince McMahon versus a Masato Tanaka match.
1: How many times did Vince McMahon press slam Spike Dudley <laughs> <laughs> into the fucking audience? Only like, twice what? that I can remember.
0: Yeah, only twice. Like uh, One more. Was Vince McMahon better or worse than Tito Santana?
1: See, you're going to like real Eastern Championship wrestling. I am yeah. going to say Vince McMahon because I don't know anything about that. I'm sure Tito oh. Santana was great, but he exactly. didn't he didn't wear
0: that do rag. The the point I was trying to get across is that Vincent Mann is the greatest ECW champion of all time. That's why I didn't mention your fucking Ravens and your fucking Sandmans <laughs> yes. and your fucking Tommy Dreamers and uh
1: <laughs> Douglas and Taz.
0: She, yeah, yeah, all, all of the above. Yeah, yeah. ECW zombie, yeah, exactly.
1: Ah, uh, uh, he was never the champion.
0: But, uh, of, I, I don't know if you've heard of rebooking EW Zombie, but he definitely fucking was.
1: I'm not saying he shouldn't have been. He totally should have been. But Vince McMahon himself said, I am I think I'm better than a zombie. And that's a mistake he made, you know. That's it. But yeah,
0: Vince McMahon is the greatest DCW champion of all time. So why why are we even rebooking this? Because it's perfect. He's already the greatest DCW champion of all time. But, anyway... With that in mind, would you like me to go into a little bit of history of Vince McMahon as the ECW champion?
1: I think that would be the best thing for business right now.
0: All right, let's do some business.
1: It's, well, you're the businessman, remember? Business that's Bryce. It, business,
0: business Bryce, going back to the fucking early that's, days of Patreon. Yeah. That
1: is a callback.
0: Yeah, Business Bryce. That's like, it, booking fucking Walter, business style, yeah. Beat, Beat Roo Business Bryce. Anyway... Vincent Mann, him being ECW champion, almost feels like a bit of a fever dream uh, at this stage in 2021, but fuck it, let's let's go do this. So, so Vincent Mann and, and the whole ECW escapade was basically entirely focused around getting Bobby Lashley over. It's the classic Vincent Mann thing. He sees a huge, good looking monster with a legit background, and then he does everything within his power to push him to the moon, even by making himself world champion of a promotion which realistically died six years prior. Right. Uh, I mean,
1: when you think about it, this is the Worst way to push, and he done
0: everything he could, Dylan.
1: That guy's a big, imposing, like a monster. So, I, a 70 year old man, I'm going to take a company that I bought six years ago, re-steer it, win its championship, and then he'll beat me and he'll look great. Hey, man,
0: I'd like to see you book it
1: better. <laughs> well, I'd like to see you book it better.
0: Well, it's funny you mentioned that, <gasps> uh, but. Anyway, so the whole the whole shebang started in January of two thousand and seven when Mr. McMahon started a feud with the future president of the United States, oh, Donald don't, Trump. Don't
1: say it <sighs> like
0: that. Yeah, it's, it's, I think that's... you mean
1: future going to go to prison, man, Donald. Trump. I mean, yeah,
0: exactly. Like when I was rewatching it, I was like, oh fucking hell. Like, yeah, just, I think you just mean think what you went on to be like, oh my god, but I think
1: you mean current criminal Donald Trump. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'll go with that current criminal. <laughs> The, the whole feud was like, it was a, basically a publicity stunt of like epic proportions. Essentially, based off who was better at saying you're fired you know, Vince from WWE television or Donald Trump from the US version of The Apprentice. So, a match was set for WrestleMania 23 when each man would pick a representative to face each other in the Battle of the Billionaires. Vince chose Umaga. And Trump chose the ECW champion Bobby Lashley. And the stipulation was that Vince or Trump would have to shave their head bald if their guy lost. So in a complete shock to absolutely fucking nobody, Bobby Lashley won. Which means that Vince McMahon had to shave his head. And this led to the greatest era in McMahon history, Do-rag Vince. Which was the era where Vince basically wore... Exclusively wore do rags to cover up his bald heads, or bowler hats, or whatever the fuck. But he, he the do rag was funnier, legendary. And do rag Vince, he was he was very annoyed about being humiliated in front of the whole world, so he swore revenge on the guy who sort of caused it all, Bobby Lashley. And Bobby, of course, was the ECW champion at the time, so the belt became involved in the feud as well. So. For the first month of the feud, it was basically Vince trying to smite Lashley, but Lashley getting the upper hand, which eventually led to him knocking Vince's hat off, and Vince scrambling to hide his bald head, which stayed bald for weeks by the way. Obviously, the barber who shaved Vince's head was the same one who shaved Kurt Angle's head. Hair doesn't grow back, ever. So That led to... um, A match at Backlash 2007 where Bobby Lashley would have to defend his ECW Championship in a three-on-one handicap match against Durag Vince, Shane McMahon, and Umaga. And the match went just a fucking long, arduous (laughs) 15 minutes and 45 seconds where... Vincent Mann eventually pinned Bobby Lashley, winning the ECW Championship, which was in front of Joey Styles and Taz, who had to call the match on commentary. I oh can only imagine I mean, what they were thinking.
1: You know he's doing that shit on purpose. He's yeah, like, he's it, watch yeah. this, Joey Styles. I'll watch show this, you. this, Taz. Mm-hmm. This is a belt you ho- held with pride. What do you think of it now? Me and my do-rag an ass are going to piss all over your championship.
0: It's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> because... In, in the first episode of ECW, after Vince won the title, Vince started trolling. Yep. He, he, basically, <laughs> of
1: course
0: he did. He came down to the ring and shouted, uh, excuse me while I whip this out.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake.
0: Referring to his ECW championship, thankfully. And then, with the ECW championship over his shoulder, he got right in the face of ECW originals like Rob Van Dam, Sabu, Sandman, Tommy Dreamer. And like they basically just had to sit there and take it. But then a Fatal Four rematch was booked where Van Damme, Sabu, Samba and the Dreamer they faced each other for a shot at Vince's title. Which is a good idea in theory. So RVD won the match, meaning that he'd get a shot at Vince next week. And hey, don't wouldn't it be the perfect story if an ECW original was the guy to dethrone Mr. McMahon as the ECW champion? Especially after McMahon got on their faces the week before, rubbing it in that he is now ECW champion. You know, someone who who still has the memories of ECW pumping through their veins and who would be absolutely disgusted that Vince McMahon is the ECW champion. Wouldn't that be amazing?
1: I think that would be absolutely amazing. If it was the right ECW guy, of course.
0: The next week, Rob Van Dam lost to Mr McMahon. And Shane McMahon. <laughs> Andrew Mager, Meaning that Mr McMahon retained the ECW championship. And... Actually, not a bad match. Much better than the one at Backlash, but yeah, pointless, basically. Vince then turned his attention back to Bobby Lashley, leaving the ECW originals behind, which, by my count, means that there's three people who didn't at least get a chance to shut Vince the fuck up after he punked them out, which is Sabu, Tommy Tommy, Dreamer, and the Sandman.
1: Can you Uh, imagine? Sorry to sidebar, but can you imagine Vince McMahon versus the Sandman? Yes. I mean, my God. I love that match. That would be a war. Those guys. We just beat the shit out, because Vince is like, I'm not letting this guy beat me. And Simon's too doped up to know what's going on, so he just keeps fighting. They go on just for 40 minutes. Keeps hitting him with a cane or trying to hit him with <laughs> <up> a cane.
0: <laughs> yeah. The cane keeps slipping or something. Yeah, yeah
1: he's just like <laughs> throwing it into the audience or whatever. <laughs> Where to <it> go? <laughs> he has to go and like, like wait there, Vince. Let me find it.
0: <laughs> you stay right there.
1: <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> anyway.
0: On the next ECW on sci fi, Bobby Lashley is chasing Shane McMahon, who jumps onto a moving limousine to escape. Jumps onto, not into, onto. Course, yeah. um, which leads to Durag Vince knocking Lashley out with the ECW Championship in the parking lot. Also on that show, Bobby Lashley beat Matt Stryker, Elijah Burke, and Marcus Corvon in a handicap match to show you that he is a complete beast. And then Judgment Day 2007 rolls by. It's Bobby Lashley versus Vince McMahon. Uh, Shane McMahon and Andrew Manga in a handicap match again, but boy, boy, Lashley wins. He wins in just one minute and 13 seconds because they clearly learned a lesson from the backlash match. By the way, he doesn't pin Vince, he pins Shane. So Vince decides that Lashley doesn't win the ECW World Championship because he didn't pin the champion. Fucking bullshit. The feud continues. Vince is still the ECW champion. That's fair. Well, we don't have to wait long. The next pay-per-view is One Night Stand, which is literally two weeks away. So, in that time, on ECW's television show, Mr. McMahon calls Joey Styles a 12-year-old and Taz a medieval gargoyle. And Bobby Lashley a loser.
1: <laughs> what?
0: A medieval gargoyle. That's
1: unnecessarily you heard it. Yeah. harsh on Taz, right? Why I is mean... it? How does that make s- How's
0: that makes?
1: How's he a gargoyle? Why <laughs> a know? medieval Like. Yeah, it's Isn't like, it Bobby blooper? Lashley's a loser. Fair enough. But why is Tal- like, Let me th- tell you about Talas. This nerdy well, this malcontent. And you're like, what? <laughs> you don't have to- you just call him an idiot. You don't have to go that far, you know?
0: Uh, medieval gargoyle. like Not even like a current day gargoyle. a Medieval yeah. one. Yeah. But- Anyway, uh, McMahon also challenges Lashley to an arm wrestling match, which happens later that night, but just before the lock cans, McMahon announces that Lashley has a new opponent in the arm wrestling match, sexual chocolate, Mark Henry. Oh,
1: for fuck's sake. Uh, Sorry, the
0: the world's strongest man, sorry, I mean, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry.
1: But either Uh, way, I'm like,
0: this... He's the world's strongest man. Who else would you want to fight for you in an arm wrestling contest?
1: Somebody who wins matches. (sighs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> this, this, this is 2007, man. Mark Henry was legit at this point. No, um, he was
1: legit after that when he won the heavyweight title, but oh, up, to, up to that point, not so
0: legit, man. Uh, I mean, it wasn't ECW, so I suppose you're right. But Lashley is about to beat Mark Henry in the arm wrestling contest, but doesn't manage to because Henry clubs him over the head and starts beating him down. And Lashley beats up Henry, but, oh no, Mr McMahon hits him with a chair to set up their street fight at one night stand that very week. So yeah, one night stand. We've gone from what we mentioned earlier, Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome and Lance Storm <laughs> versus Chris Jericho to Bobby Lashley versus Mr McMahon. Oh, dear. Die. At one night stand, Bobby Lashley defeats Mr McMahon despite interference from Shane and Umaga. Thea Spear in 12 minutes and 23 seconds. The reign of McMahon is finally over. Bobby Lashley has regained his ECW championship officially. And uh, by the way, on the next ECW sci-fi show... Bobby Lashley was in another handicap match, this time against ECW Originals. Tommy Dreamer, Sandman and Balls Mahoney. Bobby Lashley won because fuck you, ECW. Yeah, sounds about right,
1: <laughs> so, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, that made no sense anyway. But then, then I'll fucking get this. So then Bobby Lashley gets drafted to Raw the next week, meaning he has to vacate the ECW World Championship. What the fuck? Making the whole thing just fucking pointless. Oh. And an absolute burial of ECW. Couldn't oh. they just
1: have put the title on the sand, man, for that entire run? Exactly, man. It's
0: just... Why? For fuck's sake.
1: RVD was right there. But Wait. anyway,
0: so who would become the next ECW champion? And I, I don't know, man, but there's this really interesting match at next month's pay-per-view vengeance uh, between CM Punk and Chris Benoit, which I'm sure will go down absolutely fine and nothing uh, out of the ordinary will happen. Uh, uh,
1: well, I tell you what, I remember a fine match between CM Punk and John Morrison of Vengeance. Oh, was it John Morrison? Oh, I didn't that's, know that. I, on. I remember okay. that. I was for the ECW Championship. I remember that being a good match, and I think I remember Watson going, "That's a really good match with no murderers involved whatsoever."
0: <laughs> Indeed, that's a bit on the. Nose I'm, st-
1: <laughs> I'm still correct. No murderers were involved in that match whatsoever.
0: But yeah, as, as for Vince, his story took a rather bizarre spin, so this feud was the final straw, leading to the downward spiral and kayfabe death of Mr McMahon after a limo explosion. And I didn't keep watching after Vince lost the title, but man, like that, that, that kayfabe death via limo explosion thing sounds like a really excellent storyline, and it sure would suck if anything happened in real life around that time, which derailed said storyline anyway, but I'm sure nothing will happen. I'm sure it'll all be fine.
1: I mean, it sounds fine. Yeah, sounds I mean, absolutely fine. Nothing's going to happen. No, well, no, no, no. We, no, we no, covered no. that. We made that very clear.
0: Exactly. So, anyway, there's nothing at all to talk about there. So, should I reboot Mr. McMahon as ECW champion?
1: I would love to hear this. I'm. Int- I gotta say, I'm intrigued. You, you told me this is what you were gonna do, and hmm. see you. Sometimes you'll throw me curveballs like the ECW zombie, and and it'll make me wonder. Because I know you'll do it. I know you'll be able to do it. But I'm like. How is he going to connect these dots? You know, how is he yeah. going to get there? Uh, so, I'm very much looking forward to this.
0: Um, I'm waiting until you hear my half complete story. So, <laughs> <laughs> I joined the first two dots. Uh,
1: yeah, and then lots there's a lot, lot more marks. dots after that. Yeah. <laughs> and then Stevie Richards, end the story.
0: Exactly, Stevie Richards. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so. Old Vinnie Mac is the ECW champion. It's an utter shit show. You've got Durag wearing Mecca Vince as the most extreme superstar on the ECW roster. And so I think the best way to book this is just completely improperly steer into how much of an outrage it is that Vince McMahon is the ECW world champion. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The guy who allegedly stole the ECW concept and turned it into that Jadira and had his company outlive ECW because of it, is now the champion of the brand so if you are an original ECW fan from the 90s well let's be honest you're, not, you're probably not watching this ECW show but let's just say you are you'd be infuriated you'd be right pissed off about this whole situation because it's just uh you know it's like pissing in the face of ECW basically. So so let me take care of one thing first so every single time Bobby Lashley is trying to get his hands on Vince Umaga and to a lesser extent Shane McMahon always get involved. And I mean, every time. Umaga played a bigger role in the storyline than anybody except for Vince and Lashley themselves because he was being used as the muscle to protect the billionaire boss. So, with that in mind, it makes no sense to me for Lashley to have Vince in his crosshairs while Umaga is waiting off screen, ready to kick his ass. So, right. at the moment, so I'm going to start the week after Vince won the ECW title. So, Bobby Lashley wants that title back. And to get it, he has to go through Vince McMahon. But to go through Vince McMahon, Lashley has to go through Umaga because until he disposes of Umaga, Umaga is just going to keep getting involved and screwing things up for Lashley. So that's what he's going to be doing in the meantime. Umaga is just going to be keeping Bobby Lashley busy while we focus on what I think is a fucking glaring missed opportunity from this feud. So remember what I said about in the catch-up about Vince's first as champion, where he got you know four of the most legendary ECW original roster members and, like, punked them out with a belt in their face. What was the point in that? I mean... Obviously it gets Mish McMahon some intense heel heat and I can understand that 100% but at the same time it makes these four guys look like complete jobbers and they've effectively just sat there and taken it. You know, you've got Rob Van Dam, Sabu, Sandman, Tommy Jumer who have been completely insulted and they basically never got their own back. Seriously, can you imagine the Sandman taking that shit from someone back in the old ECW days, and it results in him not caning the ever-loving shit out of whoever insulted him? It just wouldn't happen. So that's what we're going to focus on today. We're going to focus on Vince McMahon punking out these ECW guys and living to regret it, rather than just moving on and leaving these poor fellas in the dust. And so yeah, i have keep that segment. Where Vince punks him out, punks out the ECW originals, and we're going to need it, because if Vince winning the ECW title didn't incite riots within the ECW original clan, him rubbing it in sure as fuck will. So while Vince is rubbing it in their faces, RVD is going to grab the mic off him and he's going to challenge Vince for the ECW World Championship, because fucking hell, that's their legacy he's tarnishing. So he's going to say, this kind of thing would never happen if Paul Lee was around. Bear in mind, Paul Heyman left the company several months ago because of the, the dismal pay-per-view December to December. That was down to just the absolute failure of the show, which at the time had the lowest buy rate in WWE history. Also, Paul Heyman probably couldn't fathom the, the rash decision to include Hardcore Holly in an Elimination chamber match. But anyway, RBD is going to continue saying if Lee was still in charge here, he wouldn't even have signed off on you getting anywhere near the ECW World Championship our world championship. Because Paul Lee, he knew a rat when he saw one. He, just like we did, would have known that you would pull some underhanded tactics to win that belt. He would have stopped you immediately. And Vince is going to reply, well unfortunately Paul Heyman isn't here anymore because I stopped him. ECW is mine and you can either put up with it or you can leave right now. And RBG is going to say back, If I leave right now, it won't be me leaving ECW, it will be ECW leaving me, because if you hold that championship any longer, this place will become everything people have said it is. A mockery of what we did in the 90s and early 2000s. McMahon we want that championship back, we want our championship back. So Rob Van Dam is obviously going very, very meta with the whole ECW Rebirth charade. But Vince, to everyone's surprise, he sees some merit in RVD's suggestions, so he sees where RVD is coming from, and uh, you know, to, to his credit, Vince agrees. He says, fine, that sounds great. If you want your championship back so badly, then who am I to rob you of that right? I tell you what, I'm going to be a fighting champion. I'm going to defend this thing regularly. I'm going to go down as the greatest ECW champion of all time, and it's up to you. And he points at the ECW Originals in the ring to stop me. I'll even give you the first shot, Van Dam, next week. So perfect, booked. So Rob Van Dam is getting a shot at Mr. McMahon's ECW Championship next week. Which can't possibly go wrong because, as you know, you can take Vince McMahon at face value every time. He's never screwed anybody.
1: That's true. Never. never. He's a gentleman.
0: He's Gen- a gentleman, isn't he is indeed.
1: Yeah, that's what they call him.
0: Gentleman Vince, yeah. Yeah. So next week, ECW on sci-fi, um, and we're going to advertise the main event at the start of the show, which is Rob Van Dam receiving a shot at the ECW world title. So perfect. So far, so good. Rob Van Dam comes out to the ring for the main event, then No Chance in Hell hits over the PA system, and Mr McMahon, he moses out wearing a suit. So, in other words, certainly not dressed to wrestle.
1: Does he, he got the suit and a rag on?
0: Of course he does.
1: I love it. Classy man. See, He's a Never- gentleman.
0: Never takes the do-rag off.
1: No, not even the shower.
0: No, exactly. It's surgically attached to his head now. So <laughs> so McMahon, he's got a microphone and he addresses Van Damme in the ring. So he says, Rob Van Damme, are you ready for, a, for your shot at the champ? Are you ready to be the brave hero and slay the evil villain who holds the object that you value most? Well, I'm glad you're willing to play the role of brave hero because if there's anything I know... It's that there is a fine line between bravery and stupidity. Now, you've danced over that line several times in your career, but no more so than you did last week. Listen, you really think you can bully me into giving you exactly what you want? I'm Vince McMahon, damn it. I've built a company out of not giving in to ludicrous demands such as yours. But hey, there was some merit in your idea last week, so here's what you're going to do. You're, you will fight for the ECW Championship tonight. But you ain't fighting me. You're going to be fighting the world's strongest man, Mark Henry.
1: I think you mean sexual
0: chocolate? Uh, sexual chocolate, Mark Henry. And so out comes sexual chocolate. RVD is the <laughs> oh, world's strongest man. He's serious. Okay. So okay. Uh, he's a bit scary, dude. Now, RVD is all like whatever, dude. Um, you know, he's taken out bigger guys before. Mark Henry is definitely a threat, um, definitely a tougher task than Mr. McMahon, but. Cool, you know, he's got his confidence and his own abilities to see this one through. However, before the bell rings, R V D gets grabbed by the neck from behind by another person hired by Vincent McMahon. The great Kali. RVD. The great Kali. And R V D he's gonna try to fight off Kali. He eventually manages to deliver a kick to the shins to keep Kali off him in the meantime. <laughs> he doesn't,
1: doesn't kick him in the head? Oh he can't, he's too tall <laughs> yeah, He takes his leg off and like <laughs> Kicks him right in the head
0: <laughs> He's flexible, come on
1: Yeah, he um, could do it
0: But yeah, he kicks Cowie a leg And it gets, it gets him off And for the meantime, and he turns around And he eats a clothesline From a third hire by Mr. McMahon Big Daddy Big Yo. I just put fucking Viscera into a fucking storyline. Motherfuckers, it's about time you got a cameo on something. And, uh, yeah, but uh,
1: he's, he's, he's hanging out with a great Kelly, so... yeah. Know, is, this, is this justice for Big Daddy B? or...?
0: I don't know, he's, he's definitely hanging out in some way, and he's fucking big tit glory, so... I mean, the point is,
1: yeah. yeah, the point is we, we finally include him in a, a storyline, and you know this is going to be the first of many.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, first off, the next at least ten episodes we're gonna at feature least. this so, At, at least. least, at least, so this one was in this story. So anyway, Mark Henry, the great Kali, and Big Daddy V, they're they're beating the shit out of Rob Van Damme and Mr. McMahon's watching on. The bell rings and the match begins, showing that it's actually these three men and Mr. McMahon versus R V D for the ECW championship. And eventually, you know what happens. RVD can't stand the assault from these huge, gigantic men, so he gets his ass kicked and he loses the match. And Kali gives him a choke bomb, into a Mark Henry standing splash, into a Big Daddy V standing splash, into Vince McMahon sneaking under the bottom rope for the cover. One, two, three, Vince retains the ECW Championship by beating Rob Van Dam.
1: Fair and square. Fair and square,
0: as, as per the rules of the match, exactly, so... In post-match, the assault's going to continue, so Mark Henry's going to continue to beat on a helpless Rob Van Dam as Cali and Big Daddy V, they stand guarding the ring, fighting off guys like Sandman, Sabu, Dreamer, Balls Mahoney, FBI, all these W original guys who are trying to save RVD from the assault, but alas, they can't get through, until Mark Henry and Mr McMahon decide that RVD is finished. So this is over. The show ends. So, of course, the, the angle here is that Mr. McMahon is continuing his trend of hiring other people to fight with or for him. However, there's more to it than just that. So, Mark Henry, Great Kylie and Big Daddy V, they, those are guys you're not likely to find in the original ECW. You know, they're, they're very much part of the WWE machine, and they've been picked for that reason. And also because there are fucking huge mountains of men who could destroy anything in their path. And so,
1: because they got great tits.
0: They got fucking huge, man. But what one of them does?
1: At least one of them has got some great tits on him. Yeah. Exactly. So Cali needs to work on his stuff. I'm not, you
0: know,
1: if you want to be on TV, if you want to be a real star, you need to get some work done. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, exactly. You need to sort them out, mate. (laughs) Anyway, that's going to take Rob Van Damme out of the picture for a while. He's going to be selling the beating that he took from Henry, Cali, and V. And in the meantime, Mr. McMahon's going to continue his reign of terror as ECW champion he's going to be keeping to his word, don't worry about that, but he will be defending the ECW Championship regularly. Of course, though, he's not going to be defending it in the most honest of circumstances. So after the assault on Rob Van Dam, McMahon's going to come out the next week and make one thing very clear. He's going to warn the locker room, uh, specifically one particular section of the locker room. He's going to say, if you are a so-called ECW original, I'm only going to warn you one time, this is not your ECW. We aren't in a bingo hall here, this is my ECW, this is Vince McMahon's ECW, and my warning to you, if you keep trying to defy the man who signed your paycheck, then you will regret it. ECW Originals, the truth of the situation is that you are either going to have to adapt or perish. And so there it is, the message is very clear. So. Vince McMahon, he's got a clear bias against the ECW Originals, your Rob Van Dam, your Sandman, your Sabus, etc. But Vince is going to do more than just talk. He's going to force these ECW Originals to, as he says, adapt or perish. So week after week, we're going to have ECW title matches featuring a real ECW Original, where Vince will consistently stack the odds completely against the challenger for the belt. So while RVD is selling he's beating from these three large men, McMahon's going to focus on the kind of smaller fries of the ECW original roster. So things are going to start quite basic here around this time. we're, We're a year into ECW's rebirth, so there's not a whole bunch of ECW originals left at this point. But Vince is going to start with guys like Nunzio, a.k.a. Little Guido, who's going to get his ECW championship match, but it's going to be against Mark Henry. And he'll continue with maybe Balls Mahoney, who'll get his chance to save ECW, but then he'll have to go through the great Kylie, who will be defending the championship on McMahon's behalf. And then you have guys like Stevie fucking Richards. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> who will have his shot at the ECW Championship, but he'll have to get through Big Daddy V. That's right. I've booked Stevie Richards versus Viscera. Motherfuckers, it's a Making Kayfabe wet dream.
1: Whoa, hey. I'm going to have to stop you right here, Bryce.
0: This is meant to be the season finale of Making Kayfabe. The fucking Stevie Richards versus Viscera. The one that everyone wants to see.
1: Did you come up with this storyline purely so you could book Stevie Richards versus Big Daddy B? You're goddamn right. <laughs> Fair enough. It's what the people want. It's one
0: everyone. It's yeah. one of the only times we're in the company together at the same time. So you know what? It just has to be fucking done. So yep. anyway, the initial ECW originals, they're going to lose every time. So they're going to fail in their efforts to dethrone Mr. McMahon as ECW champion because of these absolute behemoths that McMahon is paying to do his bidding. And of course the story here is that Mr McMahon is now actively seeking out these ECW originals trying either convert them to WWE way of doing things or get them the fuck out of his company. Meanwhile Bobby Lashley and Omega still feuding, keep that in mind. So now Mr McMahon is going to move on to bigger fish, so he's going to move on to your Sandman, your Sabus, your Tommy Dreamers. He's going to go after these guys but he's obviously going to have a much harder time putting them away. You know, Sandman ain't easy to beat at the best of times, for example, but now it's been made pr- pretty fucking clear that Vince is on an anti-ECW tirade, so he's got something to fight for now. Sabu and Dreamer, similarly, they're not going to put up with this shit, so naturally, Mr McMahon's going to stack the odds against these guys, so instead of facing one of Mr McMahon's Man Mountains, he's going to bring back handicap matches, so that each one of these men is going to have to face Mark Henry, Great Khali, and Big Titty v on a three-on-one matches. And of course they're going to fight until the bitter end in the name of ECW, but it's not going to be enough, unfortunately they will lose. And so at this stage, the outrage is at an all-time high, so not only is Vince champion, not only is he getting others to defend the belt in his honour, but these WWE giants are beating the ECW legends week after week after week with ease, while Vince sits at ringside laughing his ass off, and the heat would be insane, you know, like... This has been going for weeks, and ECW originals like Guido, Balls Mahoney, Stevie (laughs) fucking Richards, Sandman, Sabu, Tommy Jumar, they've all fallen in Mr McMahon's wake, and it's bullshit. And if you are are, are an original ECW fan, you'll be pretty pissed off. And so we get to one night stand where this whole ECW rebirth deal started just two two years ago. So Mr McMahon, he's satisfied that he has cleansed the ECW roster, but now he's going to get cocky. And he doesn't have a challenger for the pay-per-view, so he says, screw it, let's give these idiots one last chance to redeem the trash company they love so much, and let's have them do it in front of their own fans at one night stand. So he's going to book a match for the show, for for the ECW World Championship, and it's going to be a gauntlet match. So the idea is that the ECW Originals, they'll be allowed to nominate one superstar who will run the gauntlet for the last ever ECW Championship match featuring an ECW Original. So if they fail this, then it's all over. They'll have to accept a new way of things and open up the door for the new breeds. The selected superstar will have to defeat Big Daddy V, Great Khali, Mark Henry, and then Mr McMahon, one after the other to win the ECW Championship back. So Tommy Dreamer, speaking for the ECW Originals, he lets Mr McMahon know that they'll reveal their champion at the show itself at One Night Stand. So we get to One Night Stand, and throughout the night we see clips of Bobby Lashley, working out backstage, warming himself up. So he's recently finished and won his feud with Umaga. So obviously he's the odds-on favourite to be the guy to win the ECW Championship back from Mr McMahon. It just makes sense because the ECW title was his before Mr McMahon stepped in and screwed everything up. Anyway, it's the main event. So the, the entire ECW roster is gathered in the dressing room, watching a monitor, apart from Bobby Lashley. So Bobby Lashley is in the gorilla position. Waiting for his entrance music. And as Big Daddy V, Kali, Mark Henry stand in the ring, Mr. McMahon cuts a brief promo and how this is gonna be the death of the original ECW. This is the end of the line for the old extreme, and after tonight, Mr. McMahon is gonna usher in the new extreme. He then invites ECW to declare their champion and send them out to the slaughter. And there's a long silence. We're really building this up. The camera switch between Mr McMahon in the ring and Bobby Lashley backstage, McMahon in the ring, Lashley backstage, McMahon, Lashley, McMahon, Lashley, until the camera stays on Lashley backstage as he witnesses a familiar superstar walking past. Lashley's expression turns to one of abject deflation because walking past him, led by Paul Heyman of all people, is the very man that Mr McMahon had assaulted months back. It's Rob Van Dam. So Lashley can't believe it. Then he sits there with a face like a melted welly uh, in disbelief at how he's been replaced by Rob Van Dam. And uh, we'll pick that up later because Rob Van Dam's walking to the ring and he's ready to win this gauntlet match for the glory of Extreme Championship Wrestling. Now, remember, this is ECW's last shot. This is their chance to revive ECW their way, not Mr McMahon's way. So the gauntlet match is going to start. It's going to be Rob Van Dam versus Big Daddy V. And RPG's going to win it pretty reasonably easily, so because he's Rob Van Dam and he's beaten plenty of big dudes in the past and he's fresh at this stage as well, so he's had months to recover after the beatdown and he's just started wrestling again, so he'd be the odds-on favourite to win a a match against Vissera anyway So With Great Lee, it's more of a struggle, but again RVD wins the match by hitting the 5-star frog splash on the giant Uh, However, now RVD is tired, so the Cali portion of the match it took a lot of out of him and he's still got Mark Henry and Vince McMahon to get through. So Paul Heyman cheers him on at ringside regardless trying to motivate RVD to keep on pushing. When Mark Henry gets in the ring he immediately goes on the assault of Rob Van Damme and he's just going kind to of completely fucking dominate at this stage. Mark Henry's no joke, he's a badass motherfucker, and there's a very slim chance that RVD is going to beat him uh, after managing to outlast both Big Daddy V and the great Kali. So it looks like RVD's got no hope whatsoever. However, just when it looks like Mark Henry is about to win, when he's gearing up for the world's strongest slam, who else hits the ring but Bobby Lashley? And Bobby Lashley is going to stare at Mark Henry, Mark Henry's going to stare back. It's a good old fashioned stare down. Meanwhile, RVD's getting to his feet. RVD turns around. Lashley locks on him and brutalises him with a spear. Lashley has speared Rob Van Dam. What the fuck? And the bell rings. And then we realise what Lashley's plan was. He just got Mark Henry disqualified because he attacked Rob Van Dam.
1: I always love that angle. I think that's something that you never see that often. They get themselves disqualified on purpose. Yeah,
0: exactly. So... And now let's put that into perspective. So so Bobby Lashley is clearly very pissed off at RVD for taking what he thought was his spot in the match. Because after all, Bobby Lashley has just spent months ridding ECW of Yamaga. And he's also contributed a fair amount to ridding it of Mr McMahon too. So he wanted this match so that he could save ECW and also regain the ECW championship that McMahon took from him. But now he feels that his own locker room has turned their backs on him and deciding to put RVD in the match instead. So that really messed with Lashley's mind. At the same time though, Lashley hates Mr McMahon. They're always putting him through, so it makes sense for him to attack Rob Van Dam instead of Mark Henry, because now it's Rob Van Dam versus Mr McMahon for the ECW Championship and all of Vince's henchmen have been taken the fuck out. You know, they're no longer in the equation. Vince McMahon has to fight. Uh oh, Bobby Lashley leaves the arena, he's done his part, Mr McMahon he enters the ring as Van Dam starts to stir, he tries to look confident, but he's clearly in a state of absolute terror. The bell rings, McMahon immediately rushes over to RVD to lay in some stomps, but RVD rises to his feet, delivers a mighty spin kick to the jaw of the boss. He's finally recovered from Lashley Spears, so Mr McMahon is knocked on his ass, he rolls out of the ring, he starts walking up the entrance ramp looking for a count out victory, but he's not going to get one. Because Paul Heyman, Sandman, Sabu, Tommy Dreamer, and others, including Stevie fucking Richards, yes. they're at the top of the entrance ramp, blocking his exit, and they force him back down to the ring where RVD is waiting. RVD hits another kick, climbs to the top rope, five star frog splash, one, two, three. Rob Van Dam has dethroned Mr. McMahon of the ECW Championship in front of the entire roster of ECW originals, including Paul Heyman himself, and of course the crowd at One Night Stand, who are traditionally very pro ECW anyway. So. Rob Van Dam he's won ECW back from the clutches of the evil Vince McMahon and he will go down as a legend because of it. And that's where I'm going to end today's rebooking but you know where do we go from there? The obvious feud is Rob Van Dam versus a heel, maybe even tweener Bobby Lashley, you know Lashley wasn't the Lashley then that he is now but if you maybe get him a manager akin to MVP or whoever in 2007 you could really build this guy up as a strong tweener you know, I, I say tweener because it made complete fucking sense for him to feel screwed over by the ECW roster because you know he'd never done anything to undermine them. You know, he'd only fought for them, and they turned their backs on him in a crucial moment. So RBD, of course, is going to be as popular as he's ever been after his match this night, and he'd be the perfect guy to really take Bobby Lashley to that next level. And of course, gives Vince a chance to leave the arena a few weeks later on Raw, enter his limousine, close the door and live happily after the end.
1: Nice. Okay. First of all, I mean, I liked a lot of this stuff, as you would imagine, but first of all, we got to address the fact that you willingly put Viscera into this storyline. Yes. And at first, it's about fucking time. Well, at first I was like, it's about time, of course. (laughs) But then I was like, it's a really novel way of using all these big guys. Obviously, the three big guys you're talking about, Mark Henry, the Great Kelly, Big Daddy V. You're using them to show that they're big, imposing dudes. You're also not having them go in doing 20-minute matches or whatever. Yeah. You're using them effectively as a way to get heat on the ECW originals. You're also using Lashley and Umaga in a really good way, having them feud in the background because mm. they work well together. You don't have to muddy the waters too much. That makes sense. So, like, I liked all that stuff. I really liked the way you had the, all the big guys going against RVD as a way to put him on the shelf. Mm. I think that's a good way to get rvd to because lo- he's clearly the most popular of yeah. the ecw guys the most likely to come back and win so it's a good way to put him on the shelf for a little bit and let somebody else kind of step in and then when he does come back it's a big deal you know there's mm. a lot for the Vince McMahon character where he's a very slippery heel he's paying his way out you know battle of little billionaires he's just hiring people to do his dirty work for him yeah i like all that stuff you know Yeah, I got to say, well played. It was a little, like I said, a little bit apprehensive. I'm like, how is he going to do it? I got to say, dude, you connected all of the dots.
0: I connected all the dots, all the dots. And at the same time.
1: Obviously, all the dots. I mean, if you had Stevie Richards win, that would have been perfect. But, you know, but let's just say all the dots, you know. That's it.
0: Again, it's like you can't have Stephen Richards
1: win every time, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's implied. We all know he wins in the end.
0: Exactly. Like, by, by RVD, I really mean Stephen Richards. So, you know, yeah. we, we all know that. We all he know what the deal is, is there. Yeah. But, but yeah, what to highlight the ECW guys as well. So they're going to get their chance at the ECW Championship and then not just be kind of forgotten about when you get your fucking – Kevin Forn's in and your fucking Matt Stryker's in and stuff so uh, it gives them a chance to be focused as well yeah man I enjoyed writing that the story was actually partly inspired by being on the Sweet Chimbag podcast when we kind of booked a couple stories there just we mini stories and this mini story turned into a big story for this one so uh, yeah was we, were cool about,
1: we were talking about the ECW the 2006 2006- The new ECW, as they call it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, which I enjoyed as a brand, because I enjoyed the old ECW. But if you looked at the the new ECW as a brand, well, like that's disconnected with the old ECW, it was Mm. totally fine. The problem was they called it ECW, and they didn't do enough with the originals to make it justified. And I think that with their storyline, you have a good mix of these old guys coming in, but also. The other more established, like WWE guys, that they want to use, and it all makes sense, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's got its it's got its critics, but there was some 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 good stuff there. I mean, you got CM Punk from there, you got the WWE Zombie from there, you know, etc. John Morrison. So yeah, John was, John John, remember Morrison, John Morrison
1: and CM Punk had that match of vengeance.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, It was sketches all along. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I remember that. Yeah, great match. Anyway, there's nothing to talk about there, so nope. so let's move on to a little game.
1: Let's play a little game. Some some K-Fabe Bola. I'd play a game of k Tambola if you're interested. Fuck yeah, let's play K-Fabe Tombola. Hell yeah.
0: All right, we're not going to ask you to subscribe. subscribe to our Patreon page because you fucking are. And we're not, we're not going to go through the rules here because you fucking know them. It's K-Fabe Tombola.
1: Motherfucking k tombola, all right? K-fave motherfucking tombola, and I don't know why I get so aggressive right there. <laughs> fucking k tombola, fuck you can't. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I love
0: you. I want to give a quick find to the person who submitted this week's tombola. Their name is Bryce, and it is from the darkest corners of his imagination. That's me, by the way.
1: Oh, Dylan, I thought it was somebody else
0: called Bryce. Some, some of other Bryce with he uh, wants to really fuck you over, but.
1: I've come up with,
0: there's so (laughs) many, man, just braces just hate you, but I've come up with, let me get my fucking sentence done. (laughs) (laughs) I've come up with four random wrestlers and four random scenarios to torture you with. What I need from you, Dylan, is your finest number-letter combination so that I can spend time letting you stew while I tell you what you could have had, and then eventually, maybe I'll tell you what you did get. So... Hit me with your choice, my friend. What do you got today?
1: I would like 1D, please.
0: 1D? <laughs> oh, yeah, nice, cool. All right. Do you want to know who you could have got?
1: Yes, please.
0: You could have got Reno. <laughs> you <laughs> didn't get Reno.
1: Okay.
0: You didn't get Reno. You could have got Viscera. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. You didn't get Viscera. You could have got hmm. Funaki.
1: Oh dear, did I just luck out?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Do you want to know who he did get?
1: Yes. Do you want to guess? Stevie Richards.
0: You've got Stevie fucking Richards. Yes! Well done.
1: Oh, <laughs> hell yeah.
0: Yeah, they're making kayfabe favorites. Yeah. It, it usually it's just Stevie Richards, Re, Reno, and Viscera, but I had to fit someone else in there. So Finaki will do.
1: Finaki's pretty. Yeah, he's
0: one of the boys. Yeah. He's one of the boys. Yeah, he, he, he comes up every now and then. So. But you chose one day, Dylan, so do you want to tell me what you could have had? Yes, please. You could have had Stevie Richards becomes a vampire, but has a match at WrestleMania, which is during the day, in an open roof stadium. Vampires oh. can't go out in the sun. How does he deal with it?
1: That's a long one. That is a long one,
0: but I had to kind of justify why he's a vampire and why, yeah. why, why, why that's a, a conundrum, you know, so yeah. you didn't get that one. You could have got <laughs> you could have got Stevie Richards Absolutely fucking refuses to make his entrance without his own personal saxophonist.
1: Okay. Yeah. I like
0: it. You could have got Steve Richards kickstarts an aggressive campaign to reopen the Mr. McMahon Kiss My Ass Club.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> an aggressive
1: that. campaign. Aggressively, He's Not yeah. just a regular, like, no, he <laughs> means
0: it. He's aggressive about this shit, exactly. Like, this is serious stuff. But you didn't get that, my friends. What you got, and what you're going to have six seconds to tell me about, is... Stevie Richards writes a book about his career, but realises he spelled his name wrong 100% of the time. He then returns to wrestling and tries to gaslight fans into thinking that the typo was always his name.
1: Oh, that's great. Yep. That's so good.
0: <laughs> so, Stevie Richards writes a book about his career but realises he spelled his name wrong 100% of the time in it he then returns to wrestling and tries to gaslight fans into thinking that the typo was always his name
1: oh man
0: so yeah you're going to have to come up with what the typo is and you're going to have to tell me all about how he tries to trick the fans into believing that that was his name all along so I don't know man How, how are you feeling about that one I think I could go you think you're good to go
1: Oh, I mean, we're talking about my boy Stevie Richards.
0: Yeah, I suppose. I could give you anything you could talk to your boy Stevie Richards. So,
1: yeah.
0: all right, dudes, I'm going to give you 60 seconds on the clock. So, all right, and three, <laughs> two, one, give me that typo.
1: So Stevie Richards writes his own autobiography. He's having a great time. He's like, this is great. And he mentions himself a lot in it because it's his autobiography. So he finishes it and he puts it into the seal and he's like this is great and he looks at the the front cover which has his name on it of course and says stevie ringling my uh my autobiography and he's like wait a minute stevie ringling dang right and he talks to his editor he's like does it say stevie ringling a lot and he's like oh god yeah says every single time that's your name right like oh fuck me so by this point stevie ringling or richards as he likes to be known hasn't been in the rest of business for a while so he's like fuck dude I got to make it seem like I was always called Stevie Ringling all the time. So he goes back to WWE and he says, hey, do you want to bring back ECW for a third time? And here's a real, I'll be the main guy on it. Stevie Ringling. You all know me. Everybody knows Stevie Ringling. And Vince is like, what? What? Excuse me? He's like, yeah, so we'll bring back ECW. I'll be Stevie Ringling and I'll win the championship. And and the fans will love it. And then you can put it on your network, whatever. But just make sure you need me to be on your show with Stevie, Stevie Ringling. It's very important. Here's a free copy of my book, and Vince is like, "Oh, wow, Stevie Ringling wrote a book." He's like, "That's right, Stevie Ringling." Understand? And Vince is like, "I don't think so. I don't think I do understand, but here we are." So then they bring back ECW, and then Stevie Ringling is the champion, and everybody's like, "Boy, that's Stevie Ringling. He's really good," you know. Um, And then uh, (laughs) how much time left? Uh, Ten seconds. Really? No. Oh,
0: well, be, uh. <laughs> yeah you went way over your time but i couldn't i couldn't stop stevie ringling there
1: <laughs> oh yeah stevie ringling
0: stevie ringling yeah uh, I, mean like, I thought you was gonna go go for the simple thing like stevie ditchers or something or stevie like Pritchards, but now you went for stevie ringling, <laughs> yeah,
1: stevie ringling. it sounds funnier
0: stevie Pritchards would be good he's one of the pritchard brothers now he's like total... yeah. <laughs> didn't even think of that but that was very good See, um, now
1: you're doing it now you're doing your own tumble 11
0: yeah, that's it. That's it. that's what we're going to do next week, Stevie Pritchard. Yeah,
1: yeah. Stevie Pritstick, and it's just like glue.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's like that soap part thing. Stevie Richards is now a Pritstick. <laughs> it's going to be a sticky show.
1: Oh boy! <laughs> You'll be
0: glued. You'll be glued to your television sets.
1: Uh, Stevie Ringling is going to find out that being a Pritstick isn't as easy as it looks.
0: This <laughs> is not, it's not how it's cracked up to be. And Rob Schneider uh, is a carrot. The
1: carrot. Oh, boy.
0: It's 24 carrot comedy. <laughs>
1: Rob, Rob, Rob Schneider is the stabler. Rob Schneider is
0: Derp de derp. <laughs> the best.
1: That's the derp best derp one. De derp. That is the best one. The derp a derp a tiddly derp. Th- it goes on forever, man. Oh, From
0: I the creators be. of Derp. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fucking love South park. All right, where are we? We're we're, we're recording an episode of making Cave Uh so <laughs> let's, let's wrap it up. Hey guys, thanks again for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting us in doing what we love. I feel like a broken record here sometimes, but honestly, it's so cool for you that you let us do this and we want to keep rewarding you for your support. So this is uh, an exclusive rebooking for June 2021. We're going to keep the early access going for all tiers so that usually you'll get our public episodes on the Saturday or Sunday rather than the Tuesday for everybody else. We've got another kayfabe conundrum coming up for our sexy awesome patrons where Dylan is going to rebook the first ever Smell in a Cell match. And we'll also have another kayfabe marathon coming where Dylan and I are going to watch Brian Danielson versus Landstorm, and I can't fucking wait for that. Be good. That'll be good, man. I can't wait. Anyway... We'll catch you on Patreon guys, thanks for being awesome, go straight to fucking Mars and of course, always be kayfabing. Well, there you go folks, that was just a sample of what you can expect from the Making Kayfabe Patreon, so what are you waiting for? Head to patreon.com forward slash making kayfabe, pick a tier to sign up, get some badass content and get yourself entered into the draw to win an exclusive Death Gooker t-shirt. Cheers folks, see you in season 6.